All right, Eric Gill, Pastor Eric Gill. Pastor Bruce. Beyond the pew, we're back. That stretch there. I didn't want to knock the mic over. That's why I did that. Uh, Beyond the pew. Beyond the pew. Episode 10. Double digits. Double digits. Double digits. Here we are. And uh, we keep going. We just keep going. We have questions here, Eric. Oh, you want to jump in Uh, right away? I do. Front and back. No hesitation. Front and back questions. No hesitation. I mean, lots of questions. Nothing. Um, Not even about Baker. You don't want to. Nothing. No. Well, Baker Mayfield did get traded. He did get traded. Carolina Panthers. Yeah, Carolina Panthers. I'm going to make a prediction. This is a bold prediction. I'm going to make this prediction because a lot of people don't think this will happen. Browns play the Panthers week one. You're going to hear it here first, beyond the pew. Uh, I predict that Baker Mayfield will be the starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers week one against the Cleveland Browns, and that if Deshaun Watson doesn't play, Baker Mayfield will lead the Carolina Panthers to a victory over the Cleveland Browns week one. Wow. That's the most Browns thing to happen. That, that's, that's, you, that's your, uh, your it's guess. Bold, it's a bold your, prediction. Your prediction, right? No one else's. No one else has ever thought that. I've not heard anybody predict that. Have you? I mean, I've seen it in I've social media. That people are saying that? Yeah, they're saying That's it's the most true. brown thing that he it's will the most win. Brown thing. No, but I'm talking about him being the starter. Right yeah, now, no I mean, one's saying wh- he's going to start. Why would they trade him if, if why would they trade him if they he's have not Sam the starter? Darnold as their starting quarterback. Yeah, but who, Sam, who is he? Sam Darnold? Yeah. Oh, Sam Darnold. Everybody thinks he's going to be the starter, but I I'm telling you, bold prediction. Okay. Anyways. All right. Let's get to this. Let's get to this. Um I'm just reading through some of these because I want to pick a good one for you here, uh, Eric. Um, <laughs> and these are I'm questions that this is the first submitted. Time we've seen... If you're watching this for the first yeah. time, these are submitted we... questions. We're not we're not making them We ourself. didn't write these, and yeah. I've not read them yet. That's why it's the first time I'm reading through them. So, so. here's a good one because um, you just got back from a mission trip. I did, yeah. Uh, where'd you guys go? We went to Dominican Republic. So Dominican Republic. And uh, you the took motherland. you took a yeah your 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 yeah. home turf huh My home um, turf <laughs> you took a, a rather large group with you there were twenty four of us twenty four just got back it was a great yeah. trip um, so this is kind of relevant to you just getting back and and a question that here listen to this one what are the benefits of short term missions and does it do more harm than good for those in the country we are visiting wow. That's a really good question. It's the first time yeah. you've heard that question yeah, yeah. from this list. So yeah. jump right in. You're, you're I mean, guy. so I, I guess being on both sides, it, meaning being on the side where you will, you will host the short-term trips and, 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 and partner with the churches that will be doing the short-term trips, and then also being the one leading the short-term trips, I've been able to see both sides. I, I think that one of the greatest benefits is exposure for the ones that are going into the trip, mm-hmm. to be able to be exposed to the reality of the world, especially, you know, uh, in, as an, as in America, we have so many great things, right? And the, the, the things that we have, if we're not careful, we could easily be uh, blinded by them to the point that we can, to be, we can believe at times that that's just the reality of the world. And then when you get yourself on a short-term trip and you go to see how things are, how people behave, how different cultures are, it does open your eye. Yeah. And at the same time, it, it, it can make you more appreciative of the things that God has done or has given you, right? Okay. For the ones that are local, I guess it, it, it will depend on what the trips are doing. If if you go on a short trip, trip on a short missions trip to just go for the exposure, it will be it may be good for the for the people going on the trip, but it may not be so beneficial for the ones 
for the locals. Yeah. That is why it is necessary to have a partnership to... Well, in what way? So, like, when you say it might not be beneficial for the locals, what do you mean by that? Like, why would it not be beneficial? I mean, because I've been part of teams or groups where they go there, they do, a, they go there for a week, right? And they go to a random village. They have, they know nobody in the village. They have, they just met the pastor there in that village. They go there, they do a BVS, and then they leave. Yeah. The people in the village to them is like what like I'm the pastor there. What do I do from there? Sure. You know, there's no follow up. There's not really uh, a plan or, or or a strategy. With what we just done, it's just more like yeah, they came, they got some pictures, they play with some kids, and they out, they're out. Sure, right. Uh, and, and and you know, like that can be part of a mission trip in some sense. You know, have that exposure. But I think that it, to make it beneficial for both parties, there has to be a strategy. There needs to be uh, something done in a way that it can help expand the ministry of the locals. Okay, and that's really what <clears throat> you, you should. That should be one of the driving forces of going overseas. Sure, is how can we come alongside a local partner and help them in expanding their ministry? Yeah. So you want a win-win, right? I mean, Correct. so you want there to be a benefit not only to the the group that's going, Correct. but you want to benefit the partner that you're ministering alongside. Right. And, and I guess to put it like to give you an example, <laughs> practical about our trip, we just we partnered with a church, a local church down in the DR. With this church that we partnered, they they had been trying to reach out to this uh, community for a while now, and because we came as a group of Americans, uh, that opened doors for them to be able to go to a public school. And we went to the public school for two days and we were able to do things with their students for two in two different occasions. And uh it was it, it's it was a, a similar to a BVS, but because there was an, a strategy and there was already a partnership with locals, what it did was that uh the school asked the local pastor if they could come back again even after we were gone. Because yeah. they wanted them to do what we did with them again <coughs> with their students. <clears throat> Yeah. And so I, th I think that's a good example of just partnering and making sure that what you're doing is intentional and that you're not doing it just to do it. You're doing it because you want to expand the ministry or the gospel. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. yeah, I think a lot of times we can be, you know, selfish when it comes to missions if we're taking a trip and only yeah. think about the benefit to ourselves rather sure. than the people we're supposed to be ministering For to. Sure. I know one of the things, you know, um, Pastor Nathan, our missions pastor, wants is partnerships. So a lot of times when we do any kind of go team trips for our church, short-term missions trips, we want there to be a partnership there yeah. where we take into consideration, okay, why are we going? What's the purpose of the trip? Not only how is it beneficial to our people, but how are we benefiting and ministering to the folks that we're going to be going to minister alongside yeah. of? And and um, we don't want to be a burden, right? When you go overseas for missions, you don't want the trip itself to be a burden for the one that you're supposed to be going to help yeah. because it can do more harm than good. Yeah, for sure. But, and, uh, and, 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 and it's tough because a lot of times you have people that – they they go to other places and they think that there's real responsibility to change the culture, yeah. And that is not the case, you know. When you go sure. on an overseas trip, you don't go to change their culture; you go to share the gospel. Yeah, the gospel good. is the thing that could that has the potential and the power to change the culture, right? Not us. Yeah. And so I I think that also is there's a mindset that it needs to be had. Uh, being said that being said, you know, a plot for mission trips. I know that we're doing some mission trip this year. Yeah. As a church, uh, if someone is interested, this is a good way to, you know, to do something beyond the pew. Yeah, for yeah. sure.
I mean, we would encourage everybody to be for sure involved, you know, and, and to experience short-term missions trips in some capacity. It really does change your perspective mm-hmm. um, on on the church a lot of times as well yeah. as the, the role that the church globally has for sure. uh, as we minister across different cultures. That's good. Um, so you had brought up just now an interesting statement about changing culture. Mm-hmm. And actually one of the questions on here at the top of the page is, what is the role of the church in culture? And so that's an interesting question. That is a very uh, what interesting What is question. the role <laughs> of the church in culture? How, how would you respond to that? That's a very good question. I'm trying to be careful how I answer it. I would say that, again, I would say that it's not the churches or uh, the individuals to change the culture. I mean, I don't think you see that in the Bible. I mean, uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't see an example of people trying to go out of their way changing the culture. Now, that being said, it is the church's responsibility and the individual's responsibility to preach the message of the gospel, to preach the Word of God. Which is that? Which is what is you know? It's alive. It's sharpening. It, it's a two-edged sword, and it has the ability to change the lives, to pierce the soul, and that is what can help change the culture. Sure. So, you know, and and, and you have to be careful because like I, it, it, I'm not by me saying this, I'm not saying that we shouldn't be engaging with culture, but we shouldn't be engaging culture with the thought that we're going to change the culture. Sure. You know. Uh, I think that we have to recognize that it's only the Holy Spirit, it's only the Word of God, it's only God Himself that has the ability to do that. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that. I think the role of, the question of what is the role of the church in culture, I think sometimes is, um, it can be, our energies and focus can be misaligned, mm-hmm. right, from what Scripture calls us to. So yeah. you look at the current culture we live and find ourselves living in in America, for example, and right now there really is a strong um, culture of, of hatred yeah. towards anyone that disagrees with you. For sure. Right? As far as that's prevalent in our culture, if, if people don't have the same political opinion or they don't have the same opinions about uh, certain social issues or certain uh, perspectives, automatically it's, it's as though they're your enemy and you can't support or like anything they say or anything they do yeah. because they don't agree with you on everything. Um, you know, we, we've seen tragedies recently with some of the shootings that have taken place, one in our backyard in Akron, mm-hmm. um, with what took place there and a lot of very strong opinions coming out of that of, uh, negativity towards law enforcement and negativity towards those that would be opposing law enforcement and calls on people to, you know, basically pronounce judgment and respond in different ways and um, the, the shootings that took place in Highland Park and, and so many things that have taken place recently where depending on where you land in your opinion, y- you just are either embraced or hated. Yeah. And so I think a lot of times when it comes to influencing culture or the role of the church in culture, we tend to think of it in regards to how do we influence politics, how do we influence yeah. social issues, how do we influence uh, the the voting ballots, right? Like all those things, when really the calling of the church, the focus of the church is to share the gospel, yeah. right? Is to share yeah. the good news, is to be salt and light uh, in the world and culture we find yeah. ourselves living in. So the role of the church and culture, in my opinion, would be to to represent Christ, is to yeah. is to share the gospel, 
is to go into all the world, including our backyard, share the gospel, uh, teaching them all things that Jesus commanded, right? Making disciples. And I think you hit the nail on the head. When someone comes to know Christ, when the gospel takes root in someone's life, that is life transforming. Yeah. And so the more folks that follow Christ and know Christ, the more likely that you're going to see your community and neighborhoods and things start to change as the yeah. gospel takes effect. But that being said, yeah. we, we're naive to think that the world in which we live, things are going to get better. For sure. Biblically speaking, there's I mean, not that hope. <laughs> we, we don't have the promise of God in, in Scripture that as we walk in a sinful, fallen world, that we should have the expectation of things getting better in yeah. this world. Um, because the Bible describes the world in which we live is not our home, right? It's a temporary place for us. And so I, I don't think it's healthy for the individual believer to think that their greatest role is to impact or try to change the culture yeah. politically, socially, economically, whatever. The greatest goal or, or calling on the life of every believer is to seek to impact the culture with the gospel yeah. first and foremost. And, you know. and, and I think that the danger that, that you find is when people start seeing the church as an activist organization. Sure. Where, where we think that the church is a, as a, as a platform that uh, is there to speak on anything and, and everything uh, in order to change the culture. Sure. Now, we teach and we talk about the things that are in the Bible, and many of them, if not all, I should say all of them, are related to our culture and to our world, right? I mean, yeah. but you don't do, we, we, when the, the, the problem becomes when you start doing those things with the, with, as an, with the intention of, oh, if I teach this, if I do this, I'm going to change the culture. Yeah. I'm going to influence the way that people think. I'm going to change uh, the, the decision-making that, that, that is happening right now. Sure. Uh, you know, and, and I think that's something that we have to be careful, even even as an individuals, like in our life, like like we need to look at the scripture. We need to look at what we study, what we learn, not again. And we talk about this in the past as a munition to impact other people's life, but to first allow it to change our life and then to use that to with the hope that the word of God itself and the Holy Spirit will change other people's life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're we talked about this in previous podcasts as well. We're to be in the world, but not of the world, yeah. right? We're to be, um, you know, those that would be impacting those around us with the gospel of Jesus mm -hmm. Christ. That's foremost what we're doing. And and again, I think there has to be, it has to be said, we have to clarify, this is in no way, shape, or form saying, hey, if you're a believer in Christ, you should not be involved in politics, or yeah. you should not be involved in local elections, or you shouldn't care. You should care. Yeah. And you should, as much as the freedoms that we have in America allow us to, seek to have an impact in the culture, but the role of the church, specifically the called out assembly that, that is called out, that is belonging to Christ, the role of the church collectively as a body of mm -hmm. believers is to is to share the gospel, represent Christ, be ambassadors for Jesus Christ, and be faithfully sharing the good news of the gospel. Yeah. Individually as believers, certainly um, use the freedoms that we have, right, to seek to make an impact and, and sure. uphold biblical principles and values and seek to make influence in our culture yeah. in that way. But that can't be where our trust lies, right? right? We can't put our trust or our hope in 
a politician or in a political movement or in a social structure. Our trust and hope and, and everything, our foundation has to be in Christ and the promise that Jesus made, I will build my church yeah. and the gates of hell will not prevail against yeah. it. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's a good question. Yeah. What's the role of the church? I would say the role of the church is to glorify the Lord Jesus Christ, yeah. glorify God through preaching the gospel, seeking to make an impact. Mm-hmm. Um, and, mm-hmm. and I feel like we're on the same page on that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but certainly, um, it's a great question, we man. live in America. Coming after 4th of July, the freedoms that we have that many people in other countries (laughs) don't have is to make an impact, and we have freedom to make an impact. So make an impact, but don't do it at the expense of the gospel. And recognizing that is not the case all over the world. Correct. So it is a a blessing. Yes, for sure. That's good. Uh, Let me give you a little bit lighter one. You don't want to keep going through throwing yeah. bullets. Oh, no, I mean that, those were those were. I'm gonna take notes. So next week, next week when we're yes. together, I'm just gonna bam, 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 bam. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's good. Um, how did you and your wife meet? Ooh, it's a question on here. It's right here. How this is how you, we met. How did you and your wife? Uh, meet? We met at college. Uh, okay. You know, in New York, Screw Lake, New York. Uh, we went to a school called Word of Life Bible Institute. Mm-hmm. Uh, never, said, heard no, never heard of it. Never heard of it. There's no one on our staff that has come from there. You know, it's just me. Just kidding. There's like quite a few. Yeah, but, there's a bunch of people. Um, yeah. We, uh, I was a second year student, and she was a first year student, and it's a, it's a two year program. And we met at the lounge. Uh, she heard that I was from the Dominican Republic. She had been on mission trip to Haiti, and so that was a little bit of connection there, given that. The Dominican Republic and Haiti shared their island. You know, I don't, I don't know if you knew that, but uh, <laughs> and that's just how the conversation got yeah. started. So that's, that's how we met. Nice. So college sweethearts. You guys dated in college. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good. So, and how long have you been married now? We've been married five years. And how long does it feel like you've? Been it married? feels like a day. <laughs> that's good. Good recovery yeah. from from last week. That's good. Um, so here's here's a good one, and I I want to hear how you're gonna. Answer this one. Wait, no, no, hold on. How did you meet Show? How did I meet Show? Yeah, how did you meet Show? Uh, we dated in high school. Um, oh, so I met her my sophomore year of high school, her junior wow. year. Um, I was visiting the school that she was in because I was considering going to that school. Uh, walked in the classroom where she was at, um, saw her and thought, I'm coming to school here. And true story. And uh, we started <laughs> we started dating a couple months after I came there. You spoke school. it and you declare it. I did not declare yeah. it. Uh, I just I just knew. So hold on things. before you move to the next question. Love I have at one first for sight. You. I'm sorry. If 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 we were to make a movie out of your guys' relationship, It'd be a fantastic movie. Who 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 would interpret you and who would interpret show? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I can't answer that. I don't I don't know. Who who would you who would you cast, Eric? For me? Who, who would you Easy. cast? Dwayne, jo- Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne Johnson. Yes. <laughs> Spitting image. Spitting image. Um, um. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe uh I don't know. I have no idea. It's a good question. I have to think on that. We'll come back to that next week. Yeah, we can week. come back to that. So here's one I want to ask you. Uh should we boycott businesses that promote views we don't agree with? So as an example, yeah. right, as an example, um, there have been businesses that have been very 
um, vocal recently mm-hmm. with what took place with the abortion yeah. ruling coming down from the yeah. Supreme Court, Roe v. Wade being overturned. And there's a list of businesses that have said, hey, we're going to go provide beyond. funds yeah. for our employees to be able to go across state lines if yeah. they want to get an abortion. We're going to provide for them in that way. And so immediately there's like a, a very like um, very like strong response from a lot of evangelical Christians of like, okay, those are a listing of businesses that we will not give our business to yeah. because they're going to provide for yeah. their employees yeah. if they so choose to get an abortion. Uh, and there are other things when it comes to the LGBTQ I mean, um, the whole promotion month of June, agenda, I mean, like all, all kinds of things. You got to see all those businesses posting yes. about, about those things. So yeah. the question of do we boycott businesses that promote views we don't agree with, is that something that we as – Christian should do so. So my, my my quick answer to that would be that it is we it is within your Christian liberty to make that decision if you want it to be. You know, you can choose to if you if if it's your conviction, if it is if you believe that it's the right thing to do within your conviction, then you can make that decision. Yeah. Uh, the two things that I will say to that is one: do not put that conviction on other Christians or on other believers. Meaning. If, uh, you know, if I choose not to go to any business that uh, is willing to do that for people that are willing to go and get an abortion, then I'm not going to put that uh, belie- or, or, or what, that conviction on you, sure. Bruce. You're and not so, going to hold me to the same standard correct. that you're So if you do to. it, I'm not going to sit here now, judge you and criticize and how dare Bruce do that, right? I'm sure. not going to do that. That's one. And the second thing I will say to be consistent. I mean, you will find yourself having a very, very limited amount of options on what you can do and where you can consume and where you cannot consume and when all those different things, because you will find yourself that in a broken world with a broken world system, you know, where sin is running rampantly, you're going to find a hard time finding businesses and locations and places where there is not one thing that it will, that will tailor towards sin. Right. Sure. So I would say just be consistent too. Yeah. I mean, in, in the, I agree with both points that you made. The one of it is it is an individual person's responsibility before the Lord to not violate their conscience before mm-hmm. the Lord, right? So if if you're a believer in Christ and you're like, hey, I, I can't, I will never go to Target, I will never go to, you know, Starbucks, I will never go because they uphold or they promote things that we feel are anti Bible. I would never tell someone, yeah. no, violate your convictions and do it. You're you're stupid for not doing that. Yeah. No, that's the individual conscience before the Lord. I agree with you just because someone has that individual conscious before the Lord that doesn't allow them, that doesn't mean that that's the case for everybody, Correct. right? Um, but I also would echo what you're saying about the consistency factor, and that's where it gets very difficult yeah. because, um, you know, a lot of these businesses that have come out and said these things, that's in one particular area. Um, I don't know of, of many, you know, known entities, businesses and, and um, stores and, and things like that that do not in some way, shape, or form embrace, promote, or um, lean towards anti-biblical type values in some capacity. And so it'd be very difficult. And I I guess this is where my perspective is as a believer, is I'm not going to be naive to think that I'm not living in a sinful fallen world where the commerce of this world and the riches of this world are, are corrupt. Yeah, and and even going back to and again, this isn't to get political, but so much of what you see in stores is from China, right? Yeah. Made in China or made in other countries, and and they're countries that do not promote biblical values, yeah. right? So 
we could say, well, I'm going to boycott anything that's made in China or made yeah. in Taiwan or made in whatever. I'm only going to buy in the USA, but only specific to the USA states that are pulled biblical values because it was made in the USA, but it was made in California. Yeah. We know California is anti-God, so we're not <laughs> buying anything from California. So I think you could go yeah. crazy with yeah. that. Yeah. But again, I feel like that's an individual conscience before the Lord. Yeah. I certainly think as believers in Christ, the bigger or more prioritized thing for us as believers should be that we're unapologetically in love standing upon God's word Truth, yeah. and the principles of God's word and making it known you know what it is that we do support and yeah. making it known what what God's standard yeah. is but doing so in a loving compassionate manner yeah. um if i go to target and i have to buy shaving cream i'm not going to target buying shaving cream and promoting the the you know, Pride Month. Yeah, I'm not going to Target promoting. I want everybody to go get abortions. Like yeah. that's not why I'm going to yeah. Target. I'm going to Target because I need shaving cream. You need to shave. And the local business down the road, a business owner, may be the most God hating person in America, and I don't know that, right? But if I buy shaving cream from him, is that better? Yeah. Um, in the minds of some people, yes. And, yeah. and again, I would say it's individual conscience yeah. before the Lord. Yeah, so. and, and, and I think it, it, like personally for me. It just requires, it's just wisdom. I mean, yeah. like, if I go to Target and you walked in and the first thing you see is a display of LGTB because it's Pride Month, you know, like, okay, like, I see, I don't I don't support that, obviously. I, I'm against all of that. Yeah. But, you know, I, what can I expect from a business that is led and run by people that are not Christians, you know? Sure. Uh, I cannot expect that they'll have the same biblical values that I have, right? If, yeah. It's quite the opposite. It gives me, it should give me a more of a, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking uh like and like excitement not excitement but uh momentum to go out and be more bold about what I believe sure you know it, it's a reminder of the fact that we are indeed in a broken world that is in need of people that will stand like you said earlier that will stand to be salt and light yeah and I and I think there is a there's a balance obviously I mean because yeah. what I'm not saying is there's never a line yeah right um or you know if someone is promoting their business in such a way as to say, we hate God. Like I wouldn't suggest as believers that everybody gives them their business. You know, I think where, where we have to use discernment and wisdom, like you said, as believers is, um, you know, what are we, what are we giving our, or who are we giving our money to as we support business? And is that the wise thing to do? And again, that goes back to individual conscience yeah. before the Lord. Yeah. And I wouldn't violate that. Yeah. But certainly, uh, as believers in Christ, I think we can we can really struggle yeah. um, for consistency in yeah. that area. Um, and that's where I think a, a bigger danger is when we vocalize things, and in our vocalization of things, you know, we can't defend consistently what we're saying. Correct. That's that's a hard thing, yeah. and and so um, and we talked about this in the past. Someone who, while holding a coffee from Starbucks because they love Starbucks coffee, will bash a believer that walked into Target or walked into yeah. Walmart because of their stance on things, and they're holding their coffee cup where the company that they're drinking coffee from is even more yeah. pro, yeah. you know, things that we would be against as believers. Um, it, yeah. it just is inconsistent. So yeah. we just have to use wisdom. Yeah, and, uh, and and just one thing, last thing, before we move to our last question. I think that to make that question harder, I think it would be harder, a whole different uh, spectrum if you were talking about working in a, in a, in a, in a job that believes those different things that we believe, you know, to be true, right? I think that's harder 
uh, uh, to, to, to then. It's an interesting question. So yeah. are you saying a believer should not work for a business that would be like, should a believer work at Target? I'm I'm saying I'm saying it is a harder question. I'm not saying he should or shouldn't. I'm not going to get into that uh, unless that's a question that is submitted. But it I was will not say, submitted. But but if I recall, you ask all kinds of questions. I get I, I, I get that car. I have that car uh, uh, responsibility. But uh, I mean, no. I, I mean, the answer will still be the same. I think you have to have a. Uh, it, it go within the conscience of the believer. To, I agree. No, to, I agree with to you. To make it, but I think that for me, I will have a harder time making a decision. Should I stay in a business that supports X, Y, and C, rather than should I walk in into uh, a business that does does Y and C? Like I give an example, I will have a harder time working in a place that would be uh, prominent or or, or uh, what's that word? Uh, promoting. Yeah, promoting or or an advocate of abortion. Sure. You know, I, I will be, I will be, I will have a terrible time working on their work or job like that. But that being said, I may not be so, I may not be so uh, uh, firm to go there for, for business or like to, to get some, to go there for as a customer per se. So you, you would know? be okay with paying them, just not them paying you. Correct. It's interesting. Yeah. I'm not saying, I mean, case by case, but okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's a, maybe that's a topic for another time. Yeah, that should be. Because we could get into that more. Um, well, let me ask you a real light one as we, as we wrap up here. Um, how do you decide what media is appropriate for you to watch? Is this an individual choice? Or are there universal principles? This is a light one. <laughs> yeah, we. You know what? Why All don't this we? Question. Uh, Listen, there's <laughs> been no one question. <laughs> Remind me to let this be the last time you read no, the question. Listen, why don't we? Let's save this one. Let's save yeah, this let's one. Yeah, let's save that one for next so, week. For next week, um, we normally Give me something about like sports. Yeah, or like we normally, we normally. Um, only try to cover a couple, a couple of heavier. I feel ones. like I'm doing my dissertation here for like a doctoral degree. Um, these are just there's a lot of heavy questions on here. That uh, um, I heard that one of these few ep- next episodes is going to have a guest because uh, I'm yes, going to be out of town. Yes, so maybe you should ask him all these hard questions. That would be funny. That would be funny. Oh man, especially because um, I don't know if he's been he's, if he's going to see this episode. You know, that would be fantastic. Um, these are mostly all very, like, pretty, like, intense questions. So let's end it with this. Let's end it with this one. I got got one here. Oh, you got got one? one? I got, um, what's the funniest thing your kid has ever done? Oh, man. I mean, uh, I have a two-year-old toddler. Yeah. uh, And so she's, she's, she's awesome, but she's very, and she has a lot of energy. Yeah. And... I, the funniest thing that she does is just like how much energy she has, like and, and like her facial expressions, and like I made the mistake early on of teaching her how to. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I would teach her how to dance. You know, I'm Caribbean. I'm from the islands. And we love dancing, and I thought I wouldn't know that. You never say that, so yeah, I don't know, but. uh what, we love dancing, and I taught her how to dance, but it turned out for where she would just shake her bunts. And so, uh, her bunts, her bunts, yeah, oh, okay, her bunts, yeah, okay. her bunts, got it. And so, to me, that's one of the funniest things that she does at the most random times, 
Yeah. Thankfully, she hasn't done it at church. <laughs> As a dad, I'm sure you'll appreciate that the older I, she gets. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So that's the why I say I regretted so it. Sure. So yeah. I think three years, uh, three years old will be the, the max. After that, we put in her in church discipline. Nice. Yeah. It's good. So what about you? Yeah, I mean, to keep with that theme, I think one of the funnier things, uh, there, there's <laughs> my oldest daughter, I can think of two things right away. One, um, back to the dancing thing, we we were on vacation the one year at uh, at the beach, and we went to this like souvenir shop, and outside the souvenir shop, they had music playing, and uh, and it was, I think it was that whip and nay nay watch me whip watch me nay nay you know that I like you don't know uh, it that song and so but <laughs> she was there and she was very young and there were some people outside and they were playing the music and she got out on like the parking lot area <laughs> and started like going for it dancing like doing the whip and, the, and people were like like we're taking like video Videos. and stuff like and it was very funny but then the shop posted a picture or a video of her doing it on their like advertising, really, uh, which was very, it was very funny. Is that, but, is that something that you can still find? That's a good question. I don't yeah. know, uh, but it was years ago, so okay. it, it was just very funny. We were laughing. But you, the, other, the question that everybody's asking: Do you join her? That's, I don't remember honestly. You I don't remember. remember. That means but you, you join her. That same, and it was I think around <laughs> the same time we were on we were on the beach, and that same I think it was the same year that we went there. And she was on the beach running, and she wanted me to time her, like, how fast she could run. And so she was running towards me on the beach, and I'm timing her, and she fell, and she tripped, and she ran into this couple that was walking on the beach and rolled and just rolled and got right up and kept running like nothing even happened as she ran into this couple. And I was laughing so hard. It was so funny. But it, that just made me think of it when you were yeah, sharing your yeah, story. But, um, yeah, oh, yeah kids do funny things. Yeah, they're a blessing. Um, they are. They so are. what's the number that they need to text uh, uh, if they yeah, have questions? Yeah, 330-344. Nope. It's three. Uh, it's you thought th- you were smooth. Three, 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 zero. I can't read that. Three, you said 331-6453. So 330-6453. Three three one six four five three. Okay, so <laughs> someone held up a paper with yeah, the writing like, that big. Like, I can't, I can't read that. So, um, hey, oh, we man. do this every week. We ask the question, Eric, every week before we close yep. out this podcast. We ask a question that we want to know. We want to know what is your life beyond the pew? Yeah, we what... we, we hope and pray that uh, it is God honoring and God glorifying. Yeah, and yeah. not just at church, right? But every day. In all what areas of life. Absolutely. Yeah. So I hope you guys will be back next week. We'll, we'll get to you. more of these deep questions, intense questions next week. So yeah. join us next Friday. Thanks.